legends, welcome along to Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting into another little chat about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in this episode. So we're into season four, episode 13. Uh, this little episode was called The Eye and Team. And I enjoyed this episode a heck of a lot more than I was going to give it credit for going into it. Uh, this season... I believe I've said it before in the podcast, I had a hard time with this season, first time around. And uh, I think a big part of it for me is Riley. I just can't seem to take to him as a character most of the time. Uh, he just doesn't come across as the the hard army type. I don't know why, but like I'm pretty sure I've said before. He's built like a tank, and chances are, if we went toe to toe, he'd kick seven shades of shit out of me. So, it is what it is. But uh, yes, in this episode, uh, Buffy gets into the initiative, uh, much to the dismay of most of her friends. They, they're hurt and they're concerned about her involvement with the initiative as it becomes more intense. Uh, and uh, yes, by the end of the episode, we discover that they were right to be worried about the the initiative. So at the beginning, Willow, Anya, Xander, they're playing poker. Um, they're talking about the, these new money-making plans that Xander has to start selling, like these boost bars. Uh, they're also going over, of course, the intentions, intentions of Riley and the initiative, you know, what the heck are they going to do you know, once they housebreak these demons? Are they going to get them at jobs at like 7 Eleven or something like that? You know, it just doesn't make sense that they would put all this energy into neutering demons essentially. So they are worried what's going on. Buffy, she manages to impress Professor Walsh as she passes. A test of her strengths and fighting talents. Uh, you know, she takes out a few of the the initiative members. You know, they're set up as uh, to stalk her and whatnot. She's to take them out, not kill anybody, of course, but just see how good she is at defending herself. Um, yeah, so uh, she Buffy's talking about her night but Willow's quiet evening spent with friends doesn't seem to compare the Scooby gang has plans that night to meet at the bronze um, for some weird reason I think I've missed out a chunk of stuff right there on my notes but uh, yes there's a bit of a back and forth between Buffy and Willow here where you know Willow just wants to get some body time with her best friend and just the this whole initiative thing's just cramping the style and whatnot. So they're going to get a night at the bronze to hang out as friends. Just uh Willow, Buffy and Xander and Anya. But uh yeah, so we cut over to Spike. He's moved into his new crypt. Giles turns up, gives Spike the money he owes him for helping him when he was transformed into the demon in that prior episode, which was flippin' hilarious. 
Spike tries to make it clear that he has got no interest in helping them anymore. And just, you know, get out. We're done. I want nothing more to do with any of you guys. Uh, the honeymoon is over, essentially. So, uh, Jides leaves. Uh, we cut over to Riley. He takes Willow, or Willow, fuck. <laughs> Riley takes Buffy into the initiative. Uh, the underground bunker and whatnot. There's a funny little moment there where they're setting it up, whereas, you know, you don't know what they're going to do. It's just Riley and Buffy face to face, and he's like, no, you don't have to do this. If you want to wait, it's okay. And Buffy's like, I want to do it. I'm ready. And it, they set it up as if they're going to sleep together, which they don't. You know, he puts his swipe card onto the, the wall and uh, opens up this compartment, puts a swipe card on, puts numbers on, whatever, and the mirror slides across, and we see the elevator that leads down onto the initiative, so off they go, and, uh, yeah, a Professor Walsh meets them, and uh, she gives them the tour of the facility, and Buffy's then made a member of their team, we cut over to Tara, and she's trying to give this crystal to Willow, like a family heirloom sort of thing. You all know where this is going uh, in the, this series. Uh, Willow's going to be batting for the other team from here on in, and uh, Willow doesn't want to accept it because, you know, it's a family heirloom. I can't accept this. Uh, Tara's hurt. Um you know, ask if they can perform some spells that night. But Willow has to turn her down due to her plans with the Scooby Gang of the Bronze and also declines to take Tara worried that she might feel out of place. So Tara's nose is knocked right out of joint at this point. Um, she leaves. Um, we cut back to Professor Walsh. She enters the secure labs and the room... 314 and exchanges some words of her colleague Dr. Engelman I want to say uh, she then checks up on their special project part demon, part human creature named Adam um, I believe this is the first we've seen of Adam in this series uh, it's been a few well, it's been a while since I've uploaded to this podcast, so it's been quite a while since I was watching the series um, over at the bronze Buffy's an hour late for meeting up with her friends and when she does show up she brings Riley and the other initiative members with them uh, well I was upset saying that she could have invited someone to come as well as if she knew it was going to be an open gathering so she's bitchy uh, Buffy asks who she wanted to invite Willow tries to pretend that it was like a hypothetical someone and she doesn't mention Tara Willow then questions how much Buffy uh, much trust Buffy should put in the initiative reminder of 314 and they don't know what the organisation's ultimate agenda is only for Buffy then to rush off with Riley and his friends uh, all their pagers goes off, of course. Buffy's got one now, she's part of the gang. Um, after being abandoned by Willow, or by, excuse me, 
after being abandoned by Buffy, Willow goes to Tara's dorm room and they get together to uh, do whatever they're going to do that night. We don't get to see any of that there, but it is going to go down a romantic path for these two. Um, at a briefing and the initiative, Dr. Walsh and Dr. Engelman explain that they're tracking a Polgara demon and want, want it bringing in with its arms undamaged. Uh, Professor Walsh is then annoyed when Buffy asks questions during the briefing and refuses to wear camouflage. Forrest also finds himself developing a dislike for Buffy's presence and the initiative as she, as she takes his spot on Riley's team. Uh, yeah, so, you know, she's getting a bit of favouritism thrown her way by Riley and this is going to get between Riley and Forrest at some point. Um, you know, force come, force serve sort of thing. You know, he feels that he should be in this position, not her, just because she's dead and Riley. Um, as they're out patrolling, looking for this demon, Forrest spots Hostile 17, of course, as a spike, and sends his team after Spike. Um, a spike is running away, they shoot him with a tracer so they'll be able to keep track of his location. Uh, the demon that they were originally out to, to get attacks uh, Buffy and Riley and his team. They fight together. And uh, afterwards, when they capture the demon, they go back to Riley's dorm room and get together, have sex. And that's cut in a way where it's not just you don't see the the demon getting captured, the fight of the demon getting captured, and then they go to the dorm room, get it on. This is cut together, so one shot you see them fighting the demon, the next they're in the room kissing and whatnot. And there's a cheesy shot on there where she's kissing his chest and he throws the arms back in this grand gesture sort of thing. I did laugh out loud at that point. Again, cannot take Riley serious whatsoever. Um, I'm hoping on this rewatch that changes, but up to this point, yeah, it's just not happening. Um, Professor Walsh, she's watching the the sex scene between Riley and Buffy on secret cameras hidden in Riley's room. So she's down on the, the initiative keeping an eye on what's going on and there's a bit of a bit of jealousy on Professor Walsh's part when it comes to Riley. Um, we cut back to Spike. He's desperate, doesn't know what to do. So he turns up at Giles looking for help and he's forced to give up the last of Giles' money in exchange for that help. You know, uh, Giles just makes the most of this one. You know, why should I help you? You know, I came, paid you and whatnot. You told us you wanted nothing to do with us. You know, why should we help you now sort of thing? Uh, you know, so he gilts the money back out of Spike. So there's a nice little bit of comedy between them two in this episode. Uh, the next morning, Buffy is surprised to see Riley still in bed by her side when she wakes up. And this is kind of harkening back to the whole Buffy Angel thing, where, you know, 
there wasn't a bit, lot of trust there and whatnot, and uh, that's just something new for her to actually wake up beside her boyfriend in the morning. So, uh, yeah, they talk, but when Buffy asks about 3.14, Riley gets a call from Professor Walsh requesting his help, and, uh, yes, interestingly, there's a shot on there, there's a moment where they're in bed talking together, and uh, an alarm goes off, and Riley says it's just a reminder for him to take his vitamins, and Buffy's like, are you serious? kind of laughs at him and it's kind of a throwaway thing but later in the season this does pay off these vitamins so it's it's an important point in this episode that is very easily overlooked uh, if you're not really paying attention and uh, yes just just nicely like, I love that sort of thing in an episode they'll just do something that just doesn't seem to have any strings attached to it but then later on in the season something will grow out of that one moment so uh, that's an important part in this episode so uh, down in the initiative uh, Walsh is talking to Dr Engelman and they decide that Buffy is becoming a liability to the initiative and a distraction for Riley so they decide to eliminate her immediately uh, back over at Giles, he tries to remove the tracer from Spike's shoulder, but it's difficult, and they don't have much time. You know, they work out it's a tracer. Uh, Xander actually figures it out, harkening back to a past episode as well, where he was on Halloween night, dressed as a an action man, and there was a spell popped up. Everybody became with their... Halloween costumes were so he became a commando so he has every once in a while he'll see something and it'll pop up in his head you know from that night where he was actually a real commando so he works out as a tracer and uh, they haven't got much time to get it out of Spike before the initiative comes a hunting for him uh, Buffy gets back to her dorm room to find that Willow also stayed out all night so we don't know what Buffy or sorry we don't know what Willow was up to all night uh, perfectly innocent I'm sure um, yeah uh, a few seconds later Willow returns uh, she's carrying the crystal she had previously refused to accept from Tara so it's obvious that their relationship has manoeuvred on to another level the previous night when we haven't seen anything of it uh, they get a few moments of a chat uh, but Buffy is beeped by the initiative and is sent on a new mission to find a class free not very dangerous creature and transmit a picture of it to Professor Walsh so Walsh has her set up with this uh, camera we've seen it earlier in the episode when she was having her little tour of the initiative there was this like head mounted camera sort of thing you know over the ear and whatnot and has a heart monitor so the initiative can keep track of what's happening in the field and the uh the vitals of the person that's wearing it so walsh sets her up to go looking for these creatures that are not very important, not very dangerous. You know, you'll be okay on your own. Just go check it out. 
and I'll be able to sit here, watch what's happening, I can tell you what to do and whatnot. So, um, yes, Buffy goes on the mission uh, alone, but it turns out to be a trap set by Professor Walsh. Instead of being a small, non-dangerous demon, it turns out to be two very large demons that are both armed. Buffy had previously seen these two imprisoned in the initiative. Steel doors slam shut in the tunnel or sewer tunnels where she's at. Um, she's trapped. Um, she also has a gun with her. She attempts to use the it's the initiative gun that Walsh sent her down with. And uh, she tries to use it, but it's the, the fact that it doesn't work explodes in her hand, essentially. Uh, meanwhile, Riley, he's kept out of the way, but been sent out with a team to find and recover Hostile 17 slash Spike. So they're off doing that. Buffy's trapped in the sewers with these two demons, fighting for her life. Uh, over at Giles's, Willow's doing a spell to mask the tracer signal from the initiative to buy them a little bit of extra time. Uh, Spike passes out from drinking and uh, you know he's given this strong booze to numb him from the pain of Giles operating on the shoulder trying to get this thing out. The spell that Willow does, uh, it's funny, it's, it's supposed to like ionize the atmosphere sort of thing and like she does a spell and like has it worked and you know next shot everybody's standing there and their hair's up in the air so it, it definitely worked another nice little bit of comedy on there childish I grant you but I enjoyed it <laughs> so uh, Giles continues to get the tracer out of Spike's shoulder when it is finally removed uh, it's flushed down the toilet just in time to save Spike from Riley and his team they're out in the streets and they, they finally get a clear signal from it and it's like the signal's getting closer it's getting closer it's coming straight towards us it's coming straight towards us hold on it's going right past us and that's when Riley realises that's been flushed that's going down the sewer underneath the street that they're standing on back in the tunnel Buffy fights with the two demons while Professor Walsh watches the screen at the, the initiative uh, she's hooked up to the feeds from Buffy's monitor and camera Buffy fights and the heart monitor loses her heartbeat on the screen it falls to the side after a hit from one of the demons so it's on the ground you see the monitor the heart rate dropping down and then going flat line Professor Walsh informs Riley when he returns that uh, Buffy is dead uh, makes up a story about Buffy going out on her own to attack some demons despite protests from Maggie so just before that uh, you do actually see what's happening to Buffy she's lost the, mo the, the monitor it just fell off her head it's on the ground she's still fighting one of the demons manages to kill the other demon with an axe whenever he swings for Buffy uh, Buffy ducks out of the way of the remaining demon and he ends up standing in some water so the malfunctioning gun that Buffy has 
she chucks it into the water, electrocutes the demon, killing him. She's safe and sound right now. So uh, back over to the initiative. Uh, Walsh is giving this big, heartfelt talk to Riley about, you know, she's dead. She, you know, she showed so much promise. She was a wonderful girl, all this bollocks. And uh, he can't believe what he's hearing. Um, but in the background, you see the... On the monitor and the initiative while Walsh is going over that stuff, you see the camera starting to move. And then Buffy's face looking straight into it. And Riley's like looking over her shoulder, Walsh's shoulder, and she's still like, I can't believe this has happened. I tried to stop her, all this sort of stuff. And at this point, Buffy speaks up and informs Professor Walsh that her attempts to kill her failed promising to show her the, how powerful a slayer really is. Riley sees this happening and then walks out on Walsh while she's pleading with him to come back. So we cut back over to Giles' place. Uh, Buffy returns, now upset that the initiative cannot be trusted, uh, that it probably has, and that's... Yeah, yeah, she has to come and pretty much you know walks in on the conversation you know, that the the initiative can they be trusted? Are we safe and whatnot? And Buffy's like, no, none of us are safe from now on. And uh, back in the initiative at the end of the episode, an agitated Walsh goes into room three fourteen. There's the Frankenstein monster, Adam, on the table. She unleashes them and starts talking about what she's gonna do with Buffy and uh, you know she goes on to kind of like the the classic Bond villain speech at the end of the episode where like we're gonna get her and we're gonna you know you and me we're gonna destroy her and all this sort of stuff just then an arm spike from the Pagara demon Buffy and Reddy were sent out to capture uh, that arm, the reason the initiative wanted the arms safe in that thing is because they're going to trans transplant one of them onto Adam. So when uh, Professor Walsh's back is turned, going through this mad Bond villain-like speech, you see her getting peeled from through the back. And uh, yeah, Adam is alive, he's up and well. And Professor Walsh is screwed through the back by this arm spike thing and she looks over and before she dies she's like Adam and Adam pulls the spike out of her she falls to the ground and he goes mommy <laughs> so it's it's one of these endings where it's a bit of a surprise like as I say I enjoyed this episode a heck of a lot more than I was expecting to enjoy it because as I said I had a really difficult time with this season the first time around just it's very disjointed in places and it's because of this character Professor Walsh as well I think there was a bit of a falling out or something um, I think she let the if memory serves like I'm just going to be something that I read somewhere along the line way back could be way off on this Maybe I am, maybe I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But I think her 
character's role had to be cut way down because she took on another job and dependent from Buffy, the vampire slayer. So, you know, in real life, she was just like, let the production down, essentially. So whatever plans they had for this character up to a certain point had to be scaled way back, coming up towards the, the end of this season. So they killed her off in this episode, which was fairly surprising, you know, after she did the buffet in this episode, you're expecting the big showdown between the two of them at some point, which doesn't happen, because, you know, five minutes after this, She's dead, killed by Adam, so he's on the list now. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a good, good episode. I did enjoy it. Again, a hell of a lot more than I was expecting to. But uh, yes, that's going to do it for this episode. Very soft one tonight. And I'm just trying to work out which of these buttons actually has the outro to the podcast because I can't remember there's two at the bottom here and I'm not sure which one's which so I'm going to have a little guess now and if I do get the right one you'll not hear back from me so stay safe and I will talk to you in the next episode this has been a production of Coins Age Media thank you so much for listening that was the right one <laughs>